0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dialed In podcast. I'm uh, today I'm going to be joined by Navid from Oatly, um, and we're going to have a great chat about uh, Oatly, their their position in the coffee industry, and also uh, Navid's journey in in coffee and and where where he's worked, how he's how he's ended up at Oatly. Um, and uh and his perspective of working in an organization which covers the whole of the coffee industry so uh yeah gonna be a very interesting chat looking forward to it big thank you to our sponsors the green coffee collective for supporting this series of the podcasts. um if you haven't checked them out already do do take a look at their website or instagram greencoffeecollective.com or at green coffee collective um, a, a really great organization who work across the across the world with producers um, and coffee companies um, to bring high quality specialty coffee to the market and sell it in small quantities from just five kgs to um, to roasters. So very, very great uh, company. Um, Cool. That's enough from me. Let's get on with the podcast. Hello, Nav. Uh, Welcome to the Dardin Podcast. Hello, Luke. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Very good, thank you. Very good. Like, thrilled to be here.
1: Like, I've always wanted to do a podcast. So, um, oh,
0: there we go. Yeah. So, here's
1: wow. So, this moment. is your
0: first podcast. My first
1: podcast, hopefully, wow. one of many.
0: <laughs> well, welcome. Um, I hope <laughs> you enjoy it. Hope you enjoy it. Well, um, kick kick off by introducing uh, introducing yourself and uh, introducing Oatley.
1: Sure. Okay. Um, yeah. So, my name is Naveed. Uh, I'm a Bruce, the market developer for the UK. Um, I've been doing this for about like three and a half years. Um, before that, I was working coffee, uh, freelance, and full time at some places and, in England and Australia. Um, and yeah, I mean, like what to intro Oatly, just, uh, you yeah, know, we're really the oat milk company and other products
0: from family. oats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. So obviously, Oatly, big name. How did mm-hmm. how did Oatly come about?
1: Yeah. So, um, well, a lot of people don't know, but Oatly has been around for a long time. So we've been around for about twenty five years, um, and it was it was you know uh, started by a food scientist in Sweden. Um, you know, basically because we saw the immense potential in oat as a crop um and it's just we felt it was just severely underutilized and at the time um alternatives to dairy were just weren't good enough um mm. we feel like i just you know like the almonds and the soy milks and that were, were good alternatives but like we thought that oat had so much potential to be amazing um And Sweden is already, like, this, uh, you know, oat-heavy country. Um, So, basically, the first oat drink was created 25 years ago, um, and it was, you know, we thought it was amazing. Um, And ever since Mm -hmm. then, we've been producing other products out of oats, um, you know, really trying to maximize that potential that that little crop can do. So, you know, whether it be, like plant-based alternatives to like yogurt or custard or creams we've we've done an oat version of it and um and it's not going to stop there and we're continually like working on the research development um to try and make as many amazing quality alternatives to dairy as possible
0: amazing amazing And, and and so like obviously like i know Oatly a lot because of the coffee industry was the plan always to make a an oat milk drink to be used in coffee or did that kind of come about after the original product and, and how was it to kind of develop develop for coffee shops
1: yeah so it definitely came about after the initial product so we had we had the oat drink and and the branding looked totally different if you google oatly oat drink like old design you'll see this like (laughs) quite quite a hideous package um and you know it it was just it was just uh the oat drink was really like first we so obviously to be in line with our our goal to make us to make a really comfortable um great quality alternative to dairy we knew we had to have something that performed with coffee as well so yeah uh around 2016 was when we started distributing, created and distributed uh, barista edition into the coffee industry. Um, mm. And that was, and I'm sure you've met Toby Whedon, um, mm. who I've worked with, you know, for many years. But uh, Toby Whedon at that time, 2016 in London, was was distributing these one liter Oatly barista cartons into <laughs> into coffee shops with his phone number written on the on the carton and just like giving nice. it and at the time like nobody in coffee really like knew what oat milk was it was just this weird product so it's like what was oat milk like this is this, this porridgey <laughs> kind of milk like everybody was kind of like this is strange but you know yeah. um everybody loved it and um and you know like it really blew up within coffee and we we i guess like to answer your question like you know um we knew we wanted to have a product that worked in coffee i don't think we knew that it was gonna be so big in coffee mm-hmm. um and like so to make it personal i was working as a barista in 2017 in south kensington so that was the first job i had in london when i moved from australia and there was barista edition the barista edition there and i was like "Oh, this is a strange interesting <laughs> product um and then i tried it and i was like this is great and like so like when i was a barista in australia i was always interested in alternatives i'd always try and like yeah you know, there was a barista was a vegan barista i worked with and she tried she was always drinking soy flat whites and that and i was always intrigued and in trying the alternatives alternatives but i couldn't yeah. i couldn't get into it and then and then i tried in the uh, oatly barista edition and i, I was thought it was fucking great and um and so like I got really like I'm a really enthusiastic person and I got really like really jazzed about it and I would tell people that would be coming into the cafe like you've got to try this this drink you like if you if you don't want cow's milk try this try this this oat milk and and uh, and people people were trying it and really liking it and you know Mm. my girlfriend at the time I was like you gotta try this try this right why it's really sick and and what i what i didn't realize was it wasn't just like this isolated thing with me just being like jazzed on this it was like Mm. this quite a universal thing in coffee where i found people were we found people were just all across the world were just really championing this 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 oat milk um within coffee so it really blew up within coffee because of that, because of all these people that were just so enthusiastic about it and championing it. And like, we, like, we, we always owe a debt to the coffee community around the world for, for that reason. I mean, like we, we got big in coffee before we got big in in retail and grocery stores and and everything. We, we didn't launch in supermarkets first. We launched in the coffee industry. Mm. Um, you know so um, and we and we worked with like experts in coffee to make that product really good but um yeah so long-winded way to answer your question
0: yeah no it's great it's (laughs) it's an amazing like it's a great journey though and you know it's it's interesting that that's the way around that it's happened as well for you guys because you know as you say the coffee industry has championed it and uh it's so prevalent everywhere so yeah Mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting to hear that journey i guess like because obviously, you know, the the, the key thing for bristles with the bristle milk is that it works really well in coffee. It steams mm. really well. You can pour a good latte out with it. What's the kind mm. of di- key difference between that and your kind of original um oatly oat milk?
1: Yeah. So we like, we knew to have an oat milk that worked in coffee, we had to mimic why cow's milk works so well in coffee. Mm. Um, you know, and that is like performability, texture taste all of that um so one of the things we had to do was make sure that our oat milk was had the fatty the fat element of it to make it fattier um than our standard oat drink at the time so we needed something that was on par with cow's milk in terms of fat content Um, we needed to make sure you know it wouldn't separate so we have an acidity regulator in in Mm -hmm. barista edition Um, so it's it's really the fat content and the acidity regulator that sets it apart from standard offerings in in for oatley. Um, and that's why we find that you know we we're super satisfied with we're super happy with um how well it works and the taste and everything. and if we feel we've done a great job at that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We got involved in the um, Norman Owl campaign a few months back, and we were giving giving away the free coffee uh, made with Oatly, and we found a lot of our customers who had never tried oat milk or milk alternatives at all loved it. Did you see, I mean, that campaign's still going, did you see a kind of big impact from that campaign?
1: Uh, yeah, totally. So, like, the Norman Owl campaign was really cool, and if, if nobody... If people are listening to this don't know Norma now, please like look it up on our site because <laughs> uh, it, is, it is really great. But um, yeah, it was it was the biggest campaign we've ever done. And, um, you know, these these campaigns are, are so, so important for us um, and the value we get. I mean, initial like, first of all, like working with our coffee partners and, and making sure that we could support them as is is. is the first thing we want to do, and we do a campaign within coffee. So, yeah. you know, that's that's something, you know, the, the impact we have with our partners is really important, you know, just making them happy, making them feel like a part of something really exciting, getting, you know, exposure for them. Great. Uh, along with that, you know, these these campaigns are important because, um, you know, we we really want to create moments and 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 opportunities for people that are maybe a bit apprehensive about trying an alternative um to give it a shot because you know it could be intimidating and when and our goal is never to like shame or bully people into trying something i mean that's dumb it's not nice Mm. it just doesn't work so like we want to create these moments where people where it's where it's it's comfortable for people to just give something a shot and we think we think more people should be drinking um oat milk instead of cow's milk obviously we do so like i mean we'll get Mm -hmm. into that later i'm sure Um, (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah but uh yeah we we just you know so uh, creating those moments where people could try it and see that it's like oh wow actually this is a really good product we we find that like when people try our oat milk um we have a really high rate of people that are just that become fans and become like mm. followers and, and, and become like loyal and drink oatly a lot. And, um, and, and all we, all we want is just that for people to give it a shot. Um, yeah. And give it a try. So, I mean, like, yeah, supporting our coffee partners and, and, and making those moments are the, the biggest impact we see. And we, mm. and with Normandale was a huge success and,
0: thank you for taking part in that (laughs) pleasure that was great fun (laughs) what do you think it is about uh like customers trying oat milk for the first time or I guess any plant-based milk for the first time that makes them like daunted by that because I mean I don't know it's difficult because I've worked with it for so long and you kind of just it just becomes part of the normal way of life uh, for people working in coffee but what is it for kind of people who are just used to used to cow
1: (laughs) yeah I mean I think Maybe people just think it's gonna be shit. Like yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to ruin their like daily cup of coffee. Like they're like, yeah. oh man, I don't I don't want to try this. Like leave me alone. Like I'm tired. Like I just yeah. I got like no sleep. I just like I don't want to drink this fucking drink. Um so it could be that, you know, like um also you know, change is a bit like changing diets is a bit intimidating as well. I'm I'm a big like I respect like people's like, you know people's diet and, and you can't change mm-hmm. it overnight and you know you've got to be patient with people to an extent because there's there's so many things with diets and like and emotional connections and, and family connections and and identities and stuff like that so like so you know there's there's a, there's a multitude of reasons why people might be put off of trying it um mm. but but that's why it's really important to make it so approachable and 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 comfortable like getting a free drink that's why it's important to do that because yeah. it makes that it makes that intimidating aspect like kind of like there's no risk like what have you got to lose with giving you a, a drink like give it a shot mm. um so that's why that's really important approach um but yeah
0: yeah absolutely and, and i mean another big reason for drinking plant-based milks is a sustainability and the environment and obviously at big on there so you know what what impact does drinking oatly make and why should people be drinking more plant-based milk
1: yeah i mean like we should be drinking more plant-based milk because uh you know the planet's on fire um uh, yeah, yeah it's quite it's quite grim but um you know like uh you know in COP27, there was like a quote that was like, we're on like a highway to climate hell and we still yeah. got our foot in the accelerator. And it's like, and, you know, it's it's true. And, um, you know, if you swap out cow's milk of your diet, like, um, it's, a, it's a great step. Like, because mm. like, you know, ultimately a third of all global missions, like, worldwide come from our food system and over half of that is down to meat and dairy so it's like yeah one thing we can do and like i don't think drinking like oatly is gonna save you're not gonna save the world by drinking oatly you know we're not saying that but like you know one thing you can do that's like a really positive step is just um subbing um cow's milk for oat milk Mm. um and we think it performs just as good it tastes just as good nutritionally just as good and um yeah and we think it's great um so i think that's why we should drink more plant-based milk um for sure it's just just such a good positive step and Yeah. yeah
0: absolutely no yeah definitely and um i know it's something you and um tim from united baristas are going to be touching on at the kent coffee festival so uh Mm -hmm. yeah anyone can check out a bit more on that there This podcast is sponsored by the Green Coffee Collective, a community of speciality green coffee sourcing partners, processors and farmers who have come together from all corners of the coffee producing world with the collective purpose to support early stage roasters, whilst at the same time promoting transparent trade. The way they work means that speciality roasters can access their coffees in 5 kilo quantities, which is particularly great for roasters who are just starting out. I know this would have been a resource I'd have loved when I was starting out roasting. Connecting growers and end consumers is invaluable, so we're pleased to be working with the Green Coffee Collective and showcasing what they do. You can check them out by visiting their website, greencoffeecollective.com, or have a look at their Instagram, at Green Coffee Collective. Now, back to the podcast. Coming up, Oatly are opening a new factory in the UK. Tell us a bit about that and, um, and the difference that's going to make.
1: Yeah, I mean really excited about that factory. Um you know uh it's gonna be open in Peterborough uh in in the next coming years. Um so what's what's exciting about that? Uh it's gonna be a fucking cool factory, but we're we're gonna have like a full (laughs) yes that's it, that's it. That's it, there you go, done. There there you go. Next question. Now um yeah, we're gonna have like we're gonna have a full supply chain in the UK. Um yeah. so growing the oats here, transporting the oats, milling them, giving them to consumers. Like it's gonna be a, a really exciting. That's the I mean, if you care about supply chains, which everybody kind of should, it's it's, it's yeah. fucking cool. Um it's gonna be it's gonna reduce our carbon footprint even more. Um and mm-hmm. obviously that's something we've always been really transparent and passionate about and taking accountability on, even even when we don't hit the targets we want to we want to hit. We're yeah. we're we we are passionate about that and and it's going to reduce that even further, which is fucking amazing. Um mm-hmm. it's gonna create jobs um in the UK. Um and we'll be able to work with you know farmers and yeah, and the UK is uh plant-based in the UK is growing so rapidly. Mm-hmm. So um this is something we've we've wanted to do for a while. Um, and something we need to do. Um and and something we are doing so that's that's that's
0: fucking cool so yeah it's gonna make a big difference amazing so you've worked in the um coffee industry for a while then nav and uh what do you think you know from your from your years of experience here what what do you love about working in the coffee industry particularly yeah um yeah
1: how 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 like self-indulgent can i be right now because i yeah, go for
0: it yeah yeah
1: okay you're the well, guest <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> um oh man so i was like i was working at uh in australia i was working at subway um which was cool it was a good time I was really good at it, actually. But um, I was, yeah, I was, I was, I was, saying to a friend last night, like I was talking about it, and I was like, "Man, if I went into, I, could, I still think I could go into like any fucking subject and just like, <laughs> and and make a sub so quick, like I was just so good at it." But um, yeah. Anyway, there's some photos of me in like a subway Subman suit on the internet somewhere. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. Anyway, fucking hell, need to get back on track. Uh, my brother. I was always interested in coffee, and my brother um, he he worked next to a a roastery um, in Brisbane called uh, Fifth Battery. Uh, and it was this really cool roastery. It was like in this like army hangar, um, and and this is getting somewhere, I promise. But um, <laughs> yeah, my brother Bijan was like, "Oh, you got to check this place out," and I was still like, "Oh yeah, okay, okay, let's check it out." And then I went in there, and it was like. There was just like, I mean, like I said, it was in this army hangout kind of thing. And there was like the national and like Bonnie Vare and stuff playing on the radio. And and the baristas are all really cool and like, you know, had tattoos and that. And like there was like the roastery behind them, like the roaster behind them. And I was like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. And um and yeah, I was I just thought it was just really cool kind of like vibe and I didn't like really have like a click or anything. Like I didn't go to university or anything. I, I went I was in high school and then kind of really stubbornly did music for ages and like didn't really um feel like I had a click or anything. Um, mm. And so they had they were looking for somebody to be a short order cook. And um and I applied and I got it. And then I started working with this coffee company um for a few years and they were called brother espresso um and they own that roastery and i guess like the the people i worked with were like some of the fucking coolest people ever and they're like still friends for life and um and it was just i really felt like i was part of something really exciting and really cool and um i think for me like Cause that, that working there really changed me. And like, I wouldn't be where I am right now, like like talking to you or, or living in London. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't think I would be here if I hadn't like gone out of my comfort zone and connected with so many cool people. And, and coffee for me is like this really eclectic, uh, really amazing space where like you have, you know, I don't think a lot of people get into coffee because they want to be you know world well, barista champion or something you know yeah. they, they, i think a lot of people get into coffee because they want to fund like being a sculptor or a dancer or a musician mm. or you know gymnast or whatever it's never the main hustle initially i think that's kind of changing now but anyway um so you've got this really eclectic group of people and 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 everybody like it's just so exciting and so for me like what um what i really like about working in the coffee industry and what I think is really important is the community. Um, mm. and, and and i I'm really driven about making those moments happen for more people in coffee because, you know, making people feel like they can belong, that they're welcome. Mm. Um, and just and creating more moments where people can connect with more people around the coffee industry. That's so important for me because it's we have such a Opportunity to make it the, such a welcome, amazing space, and yeah. and I just I just know how much it like meant for me in my life, and mm-hmm. and I I just if I can even make a fraction of that happen, um, yeah. then that's then that's sick. So for me, like you know, I'm I'm less I'm admittedly I'm less about drinking the best geisha in the world, and I'm more about <laughs> yeah. like throwing the best parties. In the, yeah. in the coffee industry no, where people can have a lot of fun and have a lot of great memories
0: yeah and I, I think like that is you know part of the reason we put together the kent coffee festival but promoting that people can have a career in coffee that goes beyond working as a barista nothing against working as a barista but mm. i guess you know particularly when you're outside of uh, london you know the opportunities to work in an industry like coffee aren't you know so many i suppose but they're oh. growing and there's there's more opportunity and companies like Oatly, although you're not a coffee company, you've got a a, a career in coffee and you're working within the industry um, because that forms such a big part of your role. So I think, yeah, more, more we can do to talk about careers in coffee because it, it can go beyond being a Brister then running a shop and that's it. And mm. uh, I think, you know, that's exciting. So, yeah, I mean, onto the Kent Coffee Festival and regional coffee festivals in general, you know, Oatlier are a big supporter of festivals. What do you think, um, or why do you think they're so important to the coffee community?
1: Um, Festivals in general? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, kind of just in the same reason I was like talking about before about the community. Mm. It's like, I think it's really important for people to cooperate and to learn from each other and to connect. Network, all that. Like it's, yeah. you can't stay. You can't stay in your bubble. You can't, you know. God forbid, London ever, London or UK coffee scene ever gets so cutthroat that it's just like there's some, there's some coffee communities in the world I think are a bit more cutthroat than, yeah. <laughs> than the UK. Um, uh, yeah, and I, I think I think you know the UK coffee scene is really good for being so um, cooperative. Um, And I think, yeah, I think coffee festivals are really important. Like, I think, uh, you know, the regional coffee festivals, for example, um, are really great because they have this really strong sense of community and identity. Um, Mm. You know, London Coffee Festival is obviously this big, big monster of this event where it's just this, like, big party and it's just, like, chaotic and you go into the Space, and you go into the Truman Brewery and you feel overcaffeinated just by
0: <laughs> just coffee in the air, in the air.
1: but know uh, it's it's um, yeah, it's um, they're really important,
0: really good. Mm. Have you seen like obviously you you work a lot in London. Have you seen the regional coffee scenes change in the last, say, you know five-ish years in that? you know, it used to be that, you know, London was the centre for everything, Mm. and, and in many ways probably still is, um, but there's definitely, I mean, I know we've seen it in our local area, like, there's definitely an evolution in specialty coffee, and have you seen that happen throughout the UK?
1: Um, yeah, for sure, I think, like, I think there's more, there's more kind of, like, fuel in the engine for mm. these for more festivals to crop up and kind of level up. Um and I, I know that there's people working on more festivals in the UK. I know there's some talk, some early talks of some people wanting to do something in Cardiff, for example. I know that like yeah. you know we're we're looking at more regional areas and, and 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 realizing that there is space for these festivals. And like Sheffield for example is, is, is quite new in, in its infancy and Nottingham has just happened and mm. you know there's there's yeah, I feel like it was just the big festivals that everybody went to, but now there's more and more cropping up, and that's really important. Um, of course, it's important because the coffee. There's a lot of there's a lot of people in coffee, and they can't all fit into the German brewery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they try. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they try, They
1: definitely try. They absolutely try. Um, yeah, so definitely, I, def- I just definitely see like there's this. The foot is on the accelerator. Um, mm. and i think it's going to get bigger and bigger and i think there's going to be i think these you know the more regional festivals are going to really start leveling up as well um mm. and we 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 want to be there for every part of it
0: absolutely yeah absolutely so what can we expect from oatly at uh the kent coffee festival this year and what are you particularly looking forward to about being in margate
1: you can expect a lot of fun um i mean fair theme park for god's sake (laughs) and what what kind of festival has ever been in a theme park like like, that's i mean i'm gonna answer the second question first but like the the thing i'm most excited about is like that is like the quintessential margate experience like let's have a coffee festival in dreamland and like right on the right by the water like and have like a party at forts on the saturday night and curve on a friday night it's like it's you know, there's going to be, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, like, come yeah. to the OV Stand. We're going to be doing stuff that's, like, quite reflective of, of being in a theme park, so that's going to be quite fun. Um, we're going to do a cool talk on the Sunday with Tim, Tim Ridley, as you said earlier. Um, so, you know, some really exciting chat about, um, about Carbon's Coffee Footprint. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, like... Margate's a great place I love Margate I'm there a lot yeah and uh yeah Dreamland's really cool I've, I've got a soft spot for Dreamland because like my first year in London I was I went to like Dreamland for like their Halloween with that Halloween they like, called uh, yeah. um yeah 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 so that was like a really I was like it was like I was like a main character moment I'm like oh my god <laughs> I'm into, like, fucking theme park by the ocean it's, like, oh my god I was like in love and like oh yeah great time um yeah so expect fun from oatly and expect a fun time from margate
0: there we go there's the headline Mm. that is the headline
1: (laughs) that is the headline oh
0: well thank you so much for uh taking your time out of your day to talk to me and uh i look forward to um catching up with you next week in margate
1: Mate, it's absolutely fine. If you ever want to do a podcast about anything, hit me up because yeah, you've got the bug now. Great, I've got the bug. I'm ready. I'm ready to leave Oatley and become a professional podcaster. Perfect.
0: Okay. Do you want that 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 kept in or? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Oh, nice chatting to you. And I'll uh, yeah, see you next week. All right. See you later, mate. Cheers. And there we have it, a big thank you to Naveed from Oatly there, Um, really great to hear about Oatly's journey Um, and of course if you haven't tried oat milk, more specifically if you haven't tried Oatly, then um, what are you waiting for, head to your local coffee shop and try it out. Um, So yeah, big thanks there. Next episode is going to be our last episode of the uh, series, so um, sad times, although it's been great fun. So one more left. We've got the Kent Coffee Festival taking place this weekend, uh, the 19th and 20th of November. So um, head down there and get your tickets if you haven't got them already. Of course, you may have missed it if you're listening to this after those dates. In which case, I'm sorry to hear that because it was really great fun. Um, Big thank you to Green Coffee Collective for uh, sponsoring this podcast as well. Um, Do check them out on Instagram and their website greencoffeecollective.com. That's all from me. I will speak to you and see you soon you. Mm-hmm.